All right. Do you have a nine to five job? Are you working for somebody else? And you're thinking about starting an online business and you're wondering when is the right time to start? The time is now. The right time to start an online business is always now. And in today's episode, I want to share with you a few warning signs that you are ready to start your online business. I'm going to share a little bit of my story and when I knew it was time, uh, the warning signs that I ignored for a long time. And it's going to be a motivational episode for you. So we're going to dive deep into sort of understanding those parts of you that are crying out for, this is not what I want. There's a lot of fear we need to address. There's a lot of practical questions we need to address as well. But what I want to do is just be real with you, have a real conversation Hopefully you feel my pain and I feel your pain as we talk about leaving the nine to five, starting that online business, and ultimately living in your calling and your purpose and finding the joy and the sweetness therein. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 154 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you. Hey, have you bought my book yet? It just came out a couple of weeks ago, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Just reminding you, this book has just been on fire. It has been so fun to see reviews flooding in and to see what's resonating uh, for you and what part of it is just firing you up. So if you haven't picked it up, you can pick up this book anywhere books are sold, How to Get Paid for What You Know. Hardcover, Kindle, audiobook, however you crush books, it's there for you. And hey, we're going to talk about getting paid for what you know and starting that online business today. Um, but we're going to talk about where you are now stuck in your nine to five. And before we dive into those warning signs and knowing when's the, the right time and what that leap looks like, I wanted to put a resource in your hand that's free. You don't even have to buy my book. I want to give you my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. This is a simple PDF guide. Download it, keep it on your phone, Dropbox, print it out, whatever you like to do. And what this does is give you a four-week checklist to go from zero business, zero audience online, nothing, like you're nothing, to making money in the next 30 days. Will it be a lot of money? Probably not. Most of my students who do this are making between four and $800 30 days from now. But hey, how awesome is that? What you're doing is making money out of thin air, but you're proving concept. This is like a boot camp to take everything I'm teaching about online business and get you some quick results so that by the end of these four weeks, you will know what your idea is. You will have built a small audience around it and you will have validated it by people giving you money for it. And then you will be able to build off of that framework and build a business that's going to be in the tens of thousands of dollars a year as a part-time thing or replace your full-time job, which is what we're talking about today, and become a six-figure beyond online business. It's great. It's free. You should download it. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. If you're watching the YouTube version of this episode, just click the link in the description. My gift to you is my 30-day online income jumpstart guide, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Okay. Hope you enjoy that gift and take action on it. Um, I always felt like a square peg in a round hole or a round peg in a square hole, however it goes, when I worked jobs. I My first job was mowing lawns uh, in my neighborhood as a 14, 15-year-old. 
Um, it was hot and sweaty and exhausting, but I got paid to do that. Uh, then I started to work as a dishwasher in the back of a bagel joint. Um, so all the pretty girls were up front selling and making sandwiches. And I was the guy in the back that nobody saw in the hot uh, heat, just cleaning out the cream cheese deeps, uh, man, and all the dishes. I did that for a year or two. Uh, I've worked at the mall in retail. Uh, I've worked at a jewelry store. I've worked uh, as an audio engineer for a software company. Um, I've sold radio advertising uh, for a local radio station. I mean, I've done a bunch of jobs. And while I enjoy the people and I, I, some of the companies I could get behind the product line, uh, I just never felt like I belonged. Um, and I remember when I graduated from college and look, I wanted to be a rock star. I wrote about this in the book, chapter one. I, I literally thought I was going to sign a record deal by the time I graduated from college. So I had no plan B. I wasn't expecting to have a J-O-B. But when that wasn't panning out and saw the writing on the wall and I had proposed to my then girlfriend, now wife, Shay, I realized I need to make money. I'm going to have to get a job. So I took this job at this radio station because I had a, a buddy of mine who <laughs> who heard on the radio station that they were hiring uh, for the sales team told me about it. And I just, I was like, well, I'll go take the interview. They gave me the job. Do you have any sales experience? No. Okay. Uh, and I sat in a cubicle wearing an oversized button up shirt and a tie. And uh, for five months, I just hated my life. And what I want to do is walk through some of the warning signs I felt that led me to start my first business, which I then was a spoiler alert. I canceled that business after six months. I just couldn't take it because um, I hadn't found the right business. But the, the warning signs I felt that made me know I needed to quit my nine to five, because maybe, just maybe you have a job and you're, you're looking for something else and you're not sure if now's the time to leap or are you ready to leap or how to, how to know it's going to work out and you're stuck. We need to talk about not the practical stuff first. We need to talk about what you're feeling right now, because it's, it sucks to be in, in, in the wrong place. And maybe you're feeling that way in your job. So let's talk about some warning signs. And then we'll talk about making that leap. Number one, let me know if, if you identify with any of these. You hate the feeling of Monday mornings. Back it up. You hate Sunday nights, Sunday evenings, because you know Monday's coming, right? Have you ever, I don't know about you, for me, trash pickup on my street is Monday mornings. And so it's always Sunday nights, I'm taking the trash can to the front of the driveway. Uh, and that was the same thing, gosh, 20 years ago. Um, no, excuse me, 16, 17 years ago. Um, and I remember being at a job I hated and every Sunday night, I would take the trash can out to the, the curb. And that always signified the end of the weekend, <sighs> the night was wrapping up probably had to go to bed soon, which means I have to wake up and go into this office, sit in a cubicle, wear a shirt and tie and bang my head on the keyboard. Um, and I would literally stand there. I would look up at the stars and I would just pray, God, please give me anything else. But this like, what? why do I have, do I have to feel like this forever? Will I be stuck here forever? If you've ever felt that on a Sunday night or a Monday morning, that is a major warning sign that you are not in the right line of work. That's not a warning sign that you need to have a business. Let me put that out there. Not everyone needs to, to work for themselves, but it is a warning sign that you are not in the right line of work. Number two warning sign, you feel uninspired when you're at work. You're sitting there 
Like, what is the point of this? What I don't care about the mission of this company. I, I feel pointless. Everything I'm doing is pointless. Um, I was in spreadsheets. I was shuffling papers. Sometimes I would just try to look busy. Have you ever just tried to look busy at your desk when the boss walks by? I've done that. You feel uninspired at work, which makes you hate it because then you feel like you're trapped. You have to be there. And you think that work is the problem. Work is not the problem. We actually love work as humans. We love to be challenged. We love to, to push and build and create and sweat, maybe metaphorical sweat, but still sweat nonetheless. But if it's something we believe in, right? When people tell their story of success, an actor, a musician, a, a, a politician, a president, somebody who's risen to the top of whatever it is, and, and you get their story, they talk about how hard they worked. Why did they do that? Is it because they're just more hardworking than the rest of us and we're all lazy? No, it's because they were working hard for something they believed and they were inspired by. If you were uninspired at work, it is a sign that you're in the wrong line of work. Number three warning sign, you feel like you have a greater passion and skill that you don't get to share or exercise. This relates to the previous one. You're doing work you're uninspired by, and yet you know inside there is something you really are inspired by. You may not think you're great at it, or you may know you're great at it, but it's either way, you know that that's your thing. Your thing's over here. What you do for work is what you do to pay the bills, but the thing that inspires you, lights you up is over here. For me, that was music. When I was working at a software company, when I was working at a jewelry store, when I was working in the sales department for a radio station, I was just doing the thing they told me to do. But over here, man, I was a musician. I was an audio engineer who loved making records for other musicians. I loved being in the studio, playing with the gear, songwriting. I loved worship leading at my church, like being in the band at church. I loved everything having to do with music. So if you feel like what you're doing between the hours of nine to five is uninspiring, and then yet you know there is a passion or skill that you have that you would rather be doing, that's a sign. Number four, you have a hard time seeing the purpose and vision of what you're doing. So it's uninspiring. And then you also don't get like, how does this help anybody? I think a lot of corporate America and all over the world struggles because you have employees who do not understand what they do on their computer or in their office or what they do between the hours of nine to five, they do not understand how that makes an impact in the world. It's interesting seeing my generation, I'm technically a millennial, I'm an old millennial, um, but seeing the millennials and the Gen Zers come along and they don't just wanna make money, they wanna do something that has significance and impact. Uh, sometimes that gets made fun of um, and, and for good reason, because I think, some, I think some of these younger people growing up, and maybe you're one of them, you need to understand that you're not gonna walk out of college or high school and have this dream job where you're making all the impact you want. You have to have a plan to get there. And your first job may not be that dream job that has all the impact in the world. But if it pays the bills and you have a plan to get yourself in the right line of work, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. But there is a generation or two that want to know what is the purpose and good leaders and companies know this, right? If you, you need to have a mission statement, you need to have a vision, you need to communicate it early and often. But a lot of times these missions and vision statements are pointless and stupid and ambiguous and vague and nobody cares about them anyway. So they don't work. And you think that having a mission doesn't work. No, having a mission works. But do people buy into the mission? If they don't buy into the mission, 
have you communicated it? I'm speaking to the leaders in the room now in a way that they understand that what they do connects to the bigger mission. That's almost, that's on you as a leader, the CEO, and the, the C-level team to, to communicate. But if you're the employee, you're working a job and you don't see the purpose and vision for what you're doing, that's a sign you probably need to quit and need to do something new. Sometimes it's just, you've been doing the same thing for so many years. You just literally need a change. I think people underestimate how powerful just simply changing things can be. Just a different point of view, different perspective. I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I used to rearrange my room. I'd move the bed over here, the desk over here, put some posters over here. Um, I, I had, when I was in high school, I had a guitar and a guitar amp. I would move my little guitar corner to a different corner of the room. I, I, just, I would do that, not because I like renovating or decorating or any of that. I just like to see something different. I like change sometimes. Not always. I really buckle against like systemic change, like where it's like a big change in my life, um, fundamental changes, but I do like a fresh perspective, fresh point of view. So sometimes you've just been doing the same thing for years and you need to change. What about you? Have you felt financially capped? Like there's a ceiling on your income and it's holding you back and you're, you're doing everything you can, but you're not, you're not going to be promoted. There's nowhere to be promoted to, or there's just a cap on even the amount of income they will pay you even as you get promoted. Have you felt that way? And you, you have financial needs or not even needs, just desires that will not be fulfilled at your job. Another warning sign, you're working too much. You might even like what you do you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. That's too much. I don't care if you like it or not. That's, I'm just objectively too much work. There is a point at which we are no longer effective in our work. And you can game on, and I understand there can be some days. I just had a launch week for my book, right? And I was having long days, lots of interviews. I'm, I'm never on social media. I was on social media responding to a lot of people, thanking people. People were posting copies of the book. They're holding, doing stuff, spending time that I don't normally spend. Okay, it's one week. I can do it. It's fine. I get it. But I'm talking about if you normally are working 60 to 80 hours a week, it's, it's objectively too much. This is not my opinion. It's objectively too much. There's so many studies done on our cognition. We're, as uh, Ramit Sethi puts it, uh, cognitive misers. We have a limited amount of brain power and cognition that can be expended or spent throughout the day. You need to sleep and rest and recuperate to, to build it back up, but it's not infinite. Uh, and it's it's not equal. Like as the hours tick on, your cognition wanes, your, your effectiveness wanes, your attention wanes. That's why you can have a good four hours in the office and then find yourself in the afternoon like fuzzy in your head, not as productive, slower. Yeah, it's just, we all, and, and everyone has a different point of the day where they, they, they drip off or tail off, but you cannot be doing great work for 60 to 80 hours a week. I think there's a sweet spot of 20 hours. I think most people can just crush, do like 20 good hours a week. I don't even think 40 is really honestly realistic. You could be in the office for 40 hours. I don't think you're doing much for those other 20 hours. I think 20 is a great goal. There's a reason why in my paid community, my six-figure coaching community, I'm working them through what I call the six-figure success path, going from you know making a couple hundred bucks a month in your business to the freedom stage. So you've got the spark stage, the push stage, the scale stage, and the freedom stage. And in the freedom stage, the goal for my students, what I'm trying to get them to is be making $10,000 a month or more in their business 
income wise, but working 20 hours a week or less. So income's going up, work hours are coming down. And there's a reason why I've picked 20 hours because to me, that is the sweet spot for maximum productivity, efficiency, and rest, feeling fresh at all times. I mean, that's you coming in five days a week, but only for a half day, nine to one, eight to 12, 12 to four. I don't care when it is. You just come in for four hours, four good hours, then you're gone. Or that's you working two and a half days, like eight hours, eight hours, and then a couple of days, or six hours, six hours, seven, eight hours, you know, two to three days of full days. Um, but 20 hours a week is the sweet spot for me. So are you working too much? You might be a nine to five warning sign. Let's talk about another one that uh, I don't know why it doesn't get talked about enough. Your work has become your main identity. If your work has become your main identity, and this applies to you if you have a business, this is a warning sign. Um, this one's hard for us to talk about because we, I don't know about you. I live in America. I have a culture of work identity. I mean, you are your work. You are what you do. You have been, as long as you've been in this country, that's how we box and, and, and box people up, categorize people, and we do it to ourselves. Um, and so the reason why we do that is, you know, as human beings, we long for identity and purpose. Other cultures in the world and other points in history, or for most of human history, we've gotten our identity from our family right? The people that we do life with, our parents, our children, brothers and sisters, our community, um, and then usually our religion. In America, the religion is work. It's money. So we've, got, we've traded our identity from our family and our religion to working and making money, buying crap. <laughs> that's what we do in America, to put it bluntly. Um, that's basically what it is. And so it's, it's very commonplace for Americans to get their identity from their work. And what happens is we, that happens in our nine to five, but let me just make a warning for everyone. You jump to starting a business for yourself, that will not go away. You will then just transplant your, where you get your identity from. You will now get your identity from your business. Only now there's more pressure because your identity is going to fluctuate up and down. You won't have a nice stable salary. Um, or sales pipeline for the company you're, you're working for, you are going to have your identity be a soaring highs when money's coming in and people are loving your content and then deep, deep depressing lows when sales are down, everybody hates you. Um, especially when you create content online and you're an online business owner, everything you do is more public and uh, people just say some crushing mean things. Um, and people are just strange. People are weird. So, um, all that to say, this is a warning sign for everybody. If you are getting your identity from your work, I think you need to reevaluate who you are, where your worth comes from. I have an entire video on my YouTube channel uh, about getting your identity from your work, why you shouldn't get your identity from your work. So go watch that to get some practical application of what to do instead. But you are so much more than what you do for a living, whether it's for yourself or for somebody else. And until you separate your identity from your work, you will be freaking exhausted because you will be on the roller coaster. You are hitching your soul to the roller coaster that's gonna feel great at times and then awful at times. The great at times are awful at times. You will never be able to be solid and at peace if your identity is attached to your work, whether as an employee, nine to five, or as a business owner. So when you find yourself, oh, your identity is wrapped up in what you do, we need to take a step back. 
and potentially start a business and potentially, because when you start a business, the great thing about that is you can rewrite the rules. You get to set the rules of engagement, what you do, what you don't do. So for example, for me, social media is bad for my heart. A, it doesn't improve my business whatsoever. It's fun. It feels good. And I think there is some benefit to it. I'm not saying there's no benefit, but I was off social media for a year and my business quintupled. They're, they're not correlated. People think that activity on social media is correlated with business success for 95% of online business owners. That's not true. So I don't need it for business a, but personally it's not good for my soul. When I'm on social media, I just quickly feel I just feel, I don't know how to de describe how I feel. You guess it's a small depression, but I feel like I'm missing out on things. I feel like uh, people are doing greater things than I am. I feel like not enough people are talking about me. Uh, I feel like my content's freaking amazing. Why aren't they talking about me? So I start to just look at the stuff and I get distracted. I don't feel good. The great thing about owning your own business is you can set the rules. And so I say, don't get on social media. I don't, I don't I'm not on social media. Um, I don't really check anything. I did for my book launch week, like I said, but like, I don't, that's not normal for me. I get to write the rules. I don't have, to, when I work too much, I start to get obsessed with it. So then I cut my work hours back. You have that kind of control when you work for yourself. So, so, so important um, if work's becoming your main identity. Now here's another one. If you long for more freedom and flexibility, oh my gosh, it is time to get out of the nine to five. You're never gonna have freedom if you work for somebody else. If you like working nine to five, you're fine. But if you're like, gosh, I, I want to be able to take a vacation and not have to run it by corporate or by HR um, or fill out some application or some paperwork, or I want to be able to just um, change my work schedule and take Fridays off so I can spend time with my wife, or I want to come in later because I want to take my kids to school and then I want to go to a coffee shop and just listen to a podcast and, and sip espresso and just enjoy myself and minister to myself. And then I want to go into work. Like you can't do that if you work for somebody else. It's possible, hard. So if you want freedom, flexibility with your time, and that's just as valuable of a currency, if not more valuable than income, you need to start a business. And then one final warning sign for you to quit your nine to five and start an online business is if there's a lot of evidence from people outside of you, your family, friends, your, your personal network, that are telling you that you should help people with X, Y, and Z. That's how I started my second online business. People were coming to me asking, how in the world are you making the kind of money you're making as an audio blogger and talking about music recording on YouTube? Like, I don't get it. How are you doing that? So I would, I would answer those questions. I would coach people for free. People would call me, message me for free. I would just help them out. And then I got more and more people saying, gosh, could you help me with this? Or you should, you could help people with this. And I'm like, yeah, but I already have a business. I already had one. It was already successful. I was happy it was working. But I started to just get this growing body of evidence that, man, I should, I should if I want to, help people with their online businesses because I could do it. And then my desire kicked in and I really wanted to. So what is it for you? Are you getting evidence from people around you that you should help people do something? Have you helped people? Are people coming to you saying, could you help me with this? And you're helping them on the side, but you just haven't monetized it yet? Now is the time. If you're helping people or you've helped people in the past, you have everything you need to build an online business. That's all we're doing every day is helping people, sharing what you know, getting people results, breaking down the steps. That's it. If you've identified with one of these, you should at least consider starting an online business. Two to three, yes, the game, the, it's, it's a no-brainer. So what do you do? What do you do? Well, if you have a nine to five, that is an, a wonderful thing. It's an asset. It's an income stream. You need money. You need an income 
to be able to live. I never tell people to just quit their jobs and go start a business. For some people, that is what they need to do. That's what needed to happen to me. I didn't quit my job. I was let go. Okay. Company dissolved. So I didn't have a choice. That's what I needed because I would never have done it on my own. That might be the case for you. Burn the ships, right? Burn the boats and just go for it. But as someone who did that in the year 2009 and 2010, living on food stamps for 18 months, stressed out of my mind, I, I, I hated the process. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So I'm not saying, yeah, you should do it. Just be courageous and do it. I'm, I did it and it worked out. And I still wouldn't recommend it. So if I'm you, I would say, keep your nine to five for now, but here's what we need to do. You need to, A, admit that you want to jump ship and start something new, start an online business. You have to admit that to yourself. Write it down somewhere. I, write the date. I, Graham Cochran, am admitting to myself that I want to own my own online business around this idea or niche or these two to three ideas. I'm not sure which one. Helping people. And here's why. Here are three reasons why I want to do that. Uh, and that could be, I want more freedom and flexibility with my schedule. I want to uh, go to sleep knowing I did work. I love that day. Or I, want, I need to make more money and I'm capped. Like whatever the reasons are for you, two to three reasons why. Journal that down. Admit to yourself that you want to do it. That's step number one. It sounds stupid. I mean, you talked to me 10, 15 years ago, I'd have been like, why do I have to write that down? You know why? Because when you write it down, you see it. What you write becomes a mirror to you and it reflects what's in your heart and mind, which you say you already know, but until you see it written down in front of you, you don't feel it. When you write it down, look back at it, you're like, oh my gosh, I feel it. And then it's more likely to become a reality. Do you know this book, How to Get Paid for What You Know? I can touch it. I'm feeling it right now. We're selling thousands of copies to people. It, it, it's, it's doing so well and it's changing lives already. I'm so proud of it. Do you know that I've been talking about, thinking about writing a book for years, but it wasn't until I wrote it down in a journal two years ago. Yeah, I want to write a book that changes people's lives. What do I do next? I don't know. But it wasn't until I wrote that down that I began to take action that led to another action, led to another opportunity, another action, another opportunity. And here we are, we've got a book out helping people and it's tangible, right? I've got a publisher, we're getting reviews, ranking on Amazon, helping people, crazy. Because ideas are nothing when they stay in our heads. But even if you don't know the how, don't worry about the how, just write down what it is you want and why you need it, why you must have it, and then see it so it becomes a mirror. So that's the number one thing I would say to start with. Then you need to make a freaking plan. You need to make a freaking plan. It's not just going to happen. It's not hard, but it will take time. So don't get overwhelmed. I tell people 30 minutes a day, block out 30 minutes a day or three hours a week however you like to do it, to work on building this business on the side. That's the minimum floor. If you can do more, go for it. Like the more time you can allot to it, the faster you'll build this thing. But that's the minimum. 30 minutes a day is what I teach people. Download the 30-day online income jumpstart guide, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. And then take the 30 minutes a day and follow those four-week steps. You can do this on the side in 30 days while you keep your nine to five. And what you will have done is in the next 30 days, you will have made money online. And what you have done underneath the surface are a few things. One, you will have figured out your profitable idea. 
two, you will have begun communicating and positioning the value proposition to people and learning more importantly, what they need help with and what they say they want. Three, you will have helped people online for free, even if it's only a handful of people. And four, you will have made your first sale or two or three or five, which is a huge barrier to get over, like making that transaction, asking for money, right? And I teach you how to do all of this in the guide. And I've got tons of material here on the podcast and the YouTube channel on how to sell, even if it's foreign to you. But those are four huge things that will happen if you apply this guide. The guide is free. What you need to commit to though is A, wanting it and writing it down and why you want this business. And then B, 30 minutes a day. For the next 30 days, put it into practice, keep your nine to five. Because if you can go make five, 600 bucks 30 days from now with your idea that you had no idea about until now, that will give you the confidence and the insight and a little bit of research has already been done to know, oh my gosh, I think I could build this thing out. What if I could make five to $600 a month, every month from this thing? Whew. Once you do that, what if I could make $1,000 a month, every month from this thing? Okay. And then you're hooked. And then as soon it's going to be 2,000 and then 4,000. And then you quit your job. There's going to be a part, a point in your journey where your online business, your little side hustle, if you want to call it that, is making half to 75% of what your, your day job is paying you. And it's going to blow your mind. You're going to be, how is this possible? And at some point you're going to have to jump ship and maybe take a little less money while you go all in on your online business, but it's going to be a transition. So don't give up your nine to five. If you identify with any of these warning signs we just went through, Again, two to three, I think it's a good sign that it's time. You need to jump. You need to start this new thing. But keep the income stream going, but you need to take action. When I say jump, you need to jump on the opportunity. You need to start building this online business. It's not going to happen overnight. I don't teach you how to make money quickly. 30 days, I think, is pretty quick. But it's not going to be life-changing money in 30 days. It's more of product validation, idea validation confidence, but it's for yourself. It's for your own psyche to know I can do this. People want this. People need this. Maybe it's possible. So take the 30 day online income jumpstart guide. It'll walk you through. It's like a crash course in making money online. If you want to dive deeper into that, pick up my book, how to get paid for what you know, available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, wherever you buy books or grahamcochran.com slash book. If you want to check out details there, uh, that'll be a deep dive super affordable. It's going to give you everything you need to build a six-figure or more business off of a book. It's a little bit of my story, a little bit of motivation, but it's a bunch of meat. It's the six-step process to building an online business. So dive deep with that. But again, you can start with a free, the free guide. If that's all you need, it's all you can afford right now, do that. But do yourself a favor. Get clear on the fact that you want this online business and why you must have it. And then carve out 30 minutes a day apply the steps that we talked about today and go serve some people powerfully. And then what I'd ask you to do is come back to me in 30 days once you've done it and you've made some money on the guide. Tell me about it. Tell me what you learned about yourself. What was your biggest insight in those 30 days? And what is your plan to work your way out of the nine to five and into full-time online employment? All right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope this was powerful and helpful and motivational to you. Thanks for all the support. 
If you're on YouTube, thanks for the likes, subscribes, comments. Amazing. All of you who bought the book so far, thank you so much. I know so many of you are buying copies for a friend, family member. It is a great gift giving book. It's one of those books that's like, hey, graduation's coming up, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Like somebody who you know is stuck in the nine to five and they've had these thoughts, give them the book. It's a little nudge. It might sit on their shelf for months and months and months, but when the time is right, they're going to crack it open. And not only are they going to learn about how this works, they're going to have the entire multi-step process laid out step by step so they can go do it. What a gift that would be to go change somebody's life, give them the gift of financial freedom and meaningful work and flexibility. It's hard to put a price on that. Have an amazing rest of your day. See you on another episode real soon.